Alright, good morning everybody. Um, before we start, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day you've given us. We thank you that we can gather together and worship you. We just pray that you would um, help us to learn the lessons you would have us learn today. Would you apply, help us to apply it to our hearts? And Father, we just praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, for starters, let's turn to Galatians 5, verse 16. Um, I'm going to be looking at the fruits of the Spirit a little bit today. Um, I don't have just a whole lot on it, but it's a big subject, but I figured we could at least maybe touch the surface just a little bit. Maybe we could learn something. So. Galatians 5, verse 16. <clears throat> this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. <clears throat> now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's quite a nasty-looking list right there. We definitely don't want to be that. Um, it says there, if we fall in that category, we won't inherit the kingdom of God. And I think each one of us here would, would say that we want to see God someday. So, um, And even here on this earth, we need to, uh, you know, we can be in his kingdom here on earth too. So um, let's continue reading. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. So we can see that list there. It says that against such there is no law. Um, when... Uh, when we crucify the flesh and let Christ do his work in our hearts, um, people will uh, like to be around us a lot more, and um, you know we can inherit the kingdom of God. Um, we want to show the good fruit in our lives. If, um, yeah, so um, I want to look at these uh, different, some of these. I just wanted to pull some of these uh, um I guess you call the fruits of the spirit out. The first one I want to look at is love. It's the greatest of the them all. It says in several verses. But um, let's turn to Matthew 22, verse 37. Matthew 22, verse 37 says, And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So you can see, like, love is definitely the most important one out of the, all of those. And if, I believe it says in different verses that if we don't have love for one another, we don't know God. Um, let's turn to, let's see, we've got 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8. Um, <coughs> A little bit challenging here. That's just. See. 
It says here in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, it says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. So we see their love endures all things. It's, it's one of the few things that um, lasts eternally. God's love for us, um, it will never fail. And we need to distribute that to our fellow man. And um, so the next one I had um, wanted to look at a little bit was joy. Um, do people see the joy of the Lord coming from our lives? Does that mean we walk around with a big smile on our face all the time, just cheerful? I don't believe that happens all the time. It should, should maybe most of the time, but um, you should be able to tell that there's joy in our lives, even, even sometimes when we go through difficult times. Um, John 16, 22, verse... Uh, yeah, 16, verse 22. Let me read that here real quick. Yeah, John 16, verse 22, it says, And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. It says here, um, we have joy because we have Christ in our hearts, not because of the circumstances that happen to us or... Um, different things that happen in life, that's happiness, but um, the joy we have is from, because Jesus is in our hearts, and it says, no man can take that joy from us. Amen. So, I just thought that was a blessing. Um, let's turn to First Peter 1, verse 8 through 9. Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So they're just kind of, we have joy because we've been saved. Our souls have been saved, you know. Um, okay, I want to look at, um, moving on, I want to look at peace a little bit. Um, got a few verses for that too. I don't, I didn't have just a whole lot of comments. I figured we'd let the Bible speak for itself today. So um, let's turn to Romans 5, verse 1. Says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. <clears throat> um, you know, if we have, it says in, well, we can just turn there. Um, see, I had a verse. Oh, I think I, I think I got me the wrong wrong verse here first. Oh, never, never mind. I got it here. Um, Romans 8, verse 6 says, mm, I think it might have got me the wrong verse here, but anyway.
Hebrews 11. That's where it is. I think we're backtracking here. Let's see. Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. That's right. Okay, that's it. <clears throat> now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation <clears throat> he had this testimony that he pleased God, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we can see there, um, without faith it's impossible to please God. Um, it's one of the big things in the Christian life that we believe. Um, I like the first verse there. It says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, um, just kind of brought it out a little better to me. But Okay. Now, for the last scripture, let's turn to Matthew 7, verse 15. I'll just start reading in verse 15. It says, <clears throat> Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. <clears throat> it says, Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. The um, thing I want to bring out here is what people will know us by our fruits, but most importantly, does God know us? That's the one question I want each one of you to think about. Are you known by God? Um, so that's all I had this morning.